All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good evening, Oilers Nation. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. My name is Connor Halley. We've got Aaron Bordado alongside with me, the man keeping us on track. And tonight's guest will be joined by Tyler Yaremchuk, of course, of Oilers Nation Every Day. We'll get to him in a minute. First, though, a quick recap of all that went down in the game tonight. And for the Edmonton Oilers, it was exactly what you wanted to see when they're taking on a Dallas Aikens-led Anaheim Ducks team. Dylan Holloway gets his third goal of the season early on made it one nothing for the Oilers and you can probably say from there they did not look back Ryan Nugent Hopkins would score his 20th goal of the season the Oilers now have four 20 goal scores on the roster and we're not even at the midway point of January Sam Carrick would score for the Ducks but the Oilers respond in quick order Connor McDavid doing things that only Connor McDavid can do an absolutely beautiful goal uh, uh, Kyle Yamamoto on the forward check set him up with that one. Connor McDavid's 35th goal of the season. Clem uh, Costin would score his sixth and seventh goal of the season to expand the Oilers' lead. Then Leon Drysaddle, an absolutely beautiful goal on the power play between the leagues. Deflection, Evan Bouchard with some great movement to set that one up. The Anaheim Ducks would score late. Uh, Benoit with his first goal of the season, but it would not be enough for the Oilers. Shout out to everyone in on YouTube or Facebook. We see the comments coming in. We'll get to those shortly. But first things first, as we like to do here on Oilers Nation After Dark, we'll get to the good, the bad, and the oily presented by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage, your destination for commercial home and auto insurance with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca for more information. We'll get to the good, the bad, and the oily. And with that, we bring in our guest tonight. Of course, you can see him on Oilers Nation every day at noon. Tyler Yaremchuk. Ty, good evening. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, it is a victory edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. It's my first time on this show. It feels good, Connor. Today on Oilers Nation every day, I sat there to start the show and I had a coin. And I said, I was going to let the coin decide whether or not we were going to be positive or negative, optimistic or not about (laughs) the Oilers. 
Coin was heads. We were optimistic. I said seven two six two. Close enough. Let's go. Hundred percent, man. It was a, exactly what they had to do against a team like this. So we'll talk all about it. And and as I said, comment section on YouTube, Facebook, chime in. I see it blowing up right now on uh, YouTube right now. Lots of people, Loomis, uh, Rusty, the Reckless Optimist. We got lots of people, Genesis. Hey, we finally got going. I know it's one a.m. where you are, but we are going to get going right away here in the full swing. Let's start off with the good, and this was something that I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Dylan Holloway. We've seen him a lot in the bottom six, but he finally gets on the top line. And Tyler, it didn't take long for it to work out well for the Oilers. Yeah, no, it did not at all. And a shout out to our Nation Network content group chat with the writers there. And Zach Lang put in there, Holloway's on the top line. I said, I'm locking in Dylan Holloway to score the first goal of the game on Betway. And that came through. So yeah, Dylan Holloway, he hummed along there nicely. I mean, it was tough to get a read, though, to be fair, on how any of the warm-up lines looked at all because... Jay Woodcroft largely just had the blender going. Jay Woodcroft to me is a football coach coaching hockey. Like he doesn't like to give you too much. He won't tell you the starting goalie. Obviously he had to let us know that Jack Campbell would get this start, but yeah, it was good to see Dylan Holloway get out there and get the, get the chance to play with some skill, play with the Connor McDavid. Uh, we'll get to the bad. And this is one that, uh, you know, We'll have to talk about a few times throughout this season. The 8 p.m. starts. That's just, hey, time zones are a thing. You know, at times, I think we just have to be happy we're mountain time zone and not, you know, Audis. But these 8 o'clock starts, Ty, uh, I don't know. What would you do? Do you have a Red Bull? Do you have a coffee or anything like that to to stay up, stay perky? Uh, Honestly, no. Just kind of did my thing. 8's not like 8 sucks. I'm a guy who loves a good 5 p.m. start. I know that's not great for you as a guy who's like on the radio till 6 o'clock, but 8 not brutal. The 8.30 in L.A. is wildly unnecessary. 8, not terrible. But again, we have another 8.30 coming up on Friday, 8 o'clock on Saturday. And then next Saturday, another 8 o'clock. Like they are racking up a little bit. You know, you got maybe a little load management or something like that. Yeah, I mean, we we just started things going here on Oilers Nation after dark, and we're really going after dark. Like, I thought maybe we'd mix in a 5 o'clock start in the first week, but that's not the case. We're going late. That's okay. We'll keep going here. And uh, the Oily tonight, and it's going to kind of connect in here. You know, the late start is is bad for us, but if you're in Anaheim, it's not so bad. Or if you're in Vegas, it's not so bad. Uh, great, great turnout from Oilers Nation down in Anaheim tonight. It's awesome to see when Oilers fans can kind of take over a stadium, get the chance going. And by the end of the game, I mean, it was all Oilers fans tonight. Yeah, it was all Oilers fans. And speaking of the oily, Connor, shout out to what's in my glass, which is a little oily. I figured it's after dark, right? You got to we got to get a little loose here on the show today. Uh, but Oilers fans travel well. Uh, Ducks fans showed up dressed as seats because you could not tell they were there. And I'm excited because if there's a lot of Oilers fans in Anaheim, that means they're probably traveling down to Vegas. The nation vacation starts tomorrow. We have our watch party Friday night for the game against San Jose at Tom's watch bar at the New York, New York. So if you happen to be in Vegas or the Oilers weekend in Vegas, Friday night, come watch the game with us Saturday. We're taking over doing our high five line outside of T-Mobile arena. And I love seeing Oilers fans travel well. And tonight was another example of that. They flashed the camera around a few times on the broadcast and it's always great. Um, And especially on these California trips, unreal. Now you guys head out tomorrow, correct? Yes. The nation vacation flight to Vegas. 
leaves like just before five o'clock tomorrow night. So uh, yeah, we're pretty fired up. I know Aaron's coming along too, and maybe I'll hop on Friday night after the watch party or Saturday after the game and give the Oilers nation after dark viewers a taste of what's going on down in Vegas. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope so, but if you don't, I won't be offended. I- I've been to Vegas a few times. I know what happens. Uh, the drinks flow freely in a uh, Vegas. Well, Tyler, let's uh, break down this six, two game. And uh, for the Oilers, uh, a lot of people kind of talked about this one is, maybe not a must win game, but pretty close. Like this was a chance to kind of set the tone, have a good game against a very bad Anaheim Ducks team. Maybe you transition that into San Jose and get some momentum going for the Golden Knights on Saturday. Uh, When you look at what they did, was this pretty much what you had expected or just kind of thought this is what they had to do? This is just what they had to do. Like, honestly, if they would have won this game 4-3, Connor, I wouldn't be coming on this show being like, ah, great. At least you got the two points. I would have been like, man, it's concerning. You can't beat the wheels off an Anaheim team that pretty much everyone's beating the wheels off of. Like, Boston beat them the other night 7-1. They're absolutely brutal. So you had to go and just give it to them. And the Oilers did exactly that. Like, 6-2. Honestly, does that not feel like a flattering score for the Anaheim Ducks? That felt like a 9-1 hockey game. You consider how the refs basically put the whistles away in the final 45 minutes, 50 minutes of that hockey game. The Ducks got away with a ton. The Oilers seem to just want to pass the puck in the net for the bulk of that game, and they still put up 50-plus shots on goal. Like 6-2 was flattering. The Oilers laid the boots for them, but that is what they needed to do. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Boom, 100%. We're going back to the playoffs and all of that stuff because you did exactly the job. And the job was to beat the hell out of the Anaheim Ducks tonight. Yeah, we got Dale on Facebook saying it's Anaheim cool, the Jets. You're right. I mean, hey, yeah. take it take it for what it's worth. Beating the Anaheim Ducks, maybe not the biggest thing. But they went out there and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They could have won this game 8-1. And I, I don't think I'd be as amped up as, you know, the score would indicate. You got to take that for what it's worth. But, you know, the Ducks are still an NHL team. The Oilers did what they had to do. And now uh, the long trip to San Jose begins. They're going to drive to L.A., fly to Oakland. Because you can't fly into San Jose after 11 o'clock. There's a curfew there. Because apparently if you fly in, you wake up their citizens, poor people. Uh, So then they're going to land in Oakland. And then it's like a 45-minute drive to San Jose. Can we, like, if you fly in late, you'll wake up their citizens. Is that not just the case every city in the world with an airport? Like, why do they have the special thing? That is weird. But I have heard of that before and that being an issue. Um, I if you're the Oilers, I mean, you have the day off tomorrow. I just would, I'd take the extra day in Canada in Anaheim. And I don't know. I'm with so you. Well. I'm with you. Then fly right into San Jose. But uh, yeah, there's a curfew in San Jose from 11 PM till 7 AM, I believe. So yeah, the Oilers have a bit of a commute there. They'll fly into Oakland and uh, go from there. So <laughs> Tyler, uh, lots of things we can get to here. I, yeah. I'm uh, Let's just let's start with the 11 and 7. And with that, we got a chance to see Dayarnay make his debut as the Oilers, I guess, kind of seventh defenseman. Uh, what did you think of his performance in his big in his game? Six foot six, two fifteen. I thought he showed signs of aggressiveness, didn't look too out of place out there. He can factor in the opponent, but what did you make of his game? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. The size is obviously what stands out to you with Vinny DeHarnay. And I think when you see a defenseman who's six foot seven, the expectation is he's going to be big. He's going to be mean, right? He's going to have that physical style to him. And we saw all that with uh, with Vinny DeHarnay, who I think our chat has dubbed the lion, the lion. So that might be the nickname we're rolling with for uh, for our friend Vinny here. But <laughs> I was surprised at how 
he looked in place like that first play where he took the penalty. Like I kind of thought that was kind of weak. It was ticky tack. It's not a penalty where I sit there and go, Oh boy, he had to take that. Cause he was scrambling to keep up with the NHL speed and yada, yada, yada. Um, he was just solid. He played more than I expected, but that was kind of a result of the game being a blowout. And I thought when he was handling the puck, he was fine with it. So it was a really good first step. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, 11 and seven with Vinny on the right side for the rest of the season. Here we go. But I'm interested to see if he can roll the success from tonight into a second good game. And then from there into a third and a fourth good game, this was like a good building block is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, 15 minutes played, two of which came on the penalty kill. Uh, if you want the entirety of his stat line, two penalty minutes, he had three hits, a block, one giveaway, no points. But yeah, certainly a good start to his career. Um, yep. Going into San Jose, Tyler, do you make any moves to this roster? Oh, that is a good question. I think I keep this lineup the same because you know you're going to want to make some sort of a swap into Vegas on the second of back-to-back. So maybe you roll with this one again. Easing Vinny DeHarnay into his NHL career is not a bad move. So if you want to play him on Friday and then on Saturday against Vegas, maybe you go back to the more traditional 12-6 and look and you add... Uh, well, it could be either Derek Ryan back in the lineup, or maybe you even put Derek Ryan back in on Thursday and sit someone else. But I, I kind of like going with the same lineup against San Jose. Keep it 11 and seven. Let Vinny DeHarnay play against, again, another kind of weak opponent in the San Jose Sharks and see if he can have another good building block. The 11 and seven work tonight. Like I'm pulling up the numbers on natural stat trick right now to see like what was the most common group of three for the Oilers and how much did mm-hmm. they play. And actually, Kind of surprisingly, it was Nuge, Costin, and Yanmark. They played 916 together. McDavid, Holloway, and Yamamoto played 804. But all in all, they had one, two, three, four, seven different combinations of three forwards. So seven different lines play over a minute together at five on five in that hockey game. <laughs> on a Facebook or on sorry YouTube, people asking about the curfew. It's not it's not like an Oilers curfew or a like a citizens of San Jose. You just can't fly in overnight. So just yeah. to clarify that one, yeah, it's not like you know the people of San Jose have to be inside their house at eleven. That's not a thing. I don't think. I don't think. I don't know for hundred percent. But yeah, you can't fly in there. Uh, Ty, what did you think of Jack Campbell getting out there? Again, I'm going to say this every time. You factor in the opponent, but I mean the Ducks do have some skilled players. 21 saves on 23 shots. Uh, Obviously, he's going to get the start in San Jose. But what did you make of his play? Yeah, I thought he was solid. Like those two goals that did go in, neither of them were his fault. I felt like Nugent Hopkins could have checked who was it Carrick better on that Mm -hmm. first goal. And then the second goal was just kind of a whatever thing as well. So, yeah, for Jack Campbell, I've I made a promise that I will not complain about how Jack Campbell plays if his save percentage is above 900. And tonight it was 913. So passing grade for our boy, Jack. You're a man of your word. Uh, We got a message here from producer Aaron saying, uh, Liam had no bananas tonight. So I guess that's a good sign. I was informed that uh, some stress comes from that one. Uh, Another person here. uh, Thank you, Aaron, for keeping me up to date here. Wants to uh, tie to look at Broberg's numbers. Uh, what did you make of Philip Broberg? Uh, 18 minutes played. He got a minute 13 on the power play, uh, just over two shorthanded, had a helper this one. Uh, what did you make of his play tonight? Well, that's our boy, original Puzar in the okay. YouTube chat, who's asking about Philip Broberg and his numbers. We got to get you the company YouTube sign in so you can stay up to date in the YouTube chat because that is where all the action's happening, Con Man. Uh, but Philip Broberg at five on five played 14 minutes, 
And when he was on the ice, the Oilers outshot the Ducks 22 to 3. 22 to 3. He was on for 22 shots. No one else on the team, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, rattle him off. None of them were on for 20 in that hockey game. So I love that original Puzar nudged us towards taking a look at this because Philip Broberg being on the ice for 88% of the shots for at five on five in 14 minutes of five on five play is spectacular. And original Puzar had a comment earlier. He said, I'm not cooling anything. Broberg is coming and he's real and he's going to be spectacular. And I love the little Seinfeld <laughs> nod in there as well. But man, I mean, I had Frank Cervalli on the show today and we were talking about potential defensive targets and all of that. And is he going to jump into things? Uh, or is Holland that is going to jump into things and make a move quickly in a week? Because all the fans want him to make this panic trade and trade the next three first round picks and Philip Broberg for Jacob Chikrin. And I think Ken Holland kind of has a reason to stand pat. Number one, the market sucks right now. You're not overpaying for Vlad Gavrikov. You're not overpaying for Joel Edmondson. And I mean, we saw John Klingberg tonight. He didn't look good either. He hasn't looked good all season in Anaheim. You're not overpaying for these guys. And also, give Philip Broberg some time. He's healthy. He's never had a run where he's been healthy and has been going for a month straight at the NHL. And there's been some really good games over the past couple of weeks. There's been a couple stinkers in there as well. But tonight, what he showed, out shooting the opposition 22-3, I don't care if it's the Anaheim Ducks, Connor. Like 22 to three against an NHL team is wildly impressive. And the last thing I'll say on Broberg is maybe he isn't the Gavrikov or the Edmondson type who's mean and breaks up a cycle. Uh, those are the defensemen that get you out of trouble. Defensemen like Philip Broberg, I talked about this on my show with Bruce Kerlock. Philip Broberg keeps you out of trouble because he's mobile and he moves the puck well. That's important. I like that. I like that line. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out to everyone on uh, YouTube right now. Tyler, this is how I keep up to date on uh, the YouTube chat. I, I go and watch and I make sure to hit the like button because I think that's Good. what everybody should do. Hit that like button. 124 people in there right now. Uh, some people saying, Tyler, don't get in that Oilers Nation truck tonight. I mean, you're responsible. You're not going to do that. I'm at home. I'm in my basement right now. This is going to end. I'm not even wearing pants. I'm just going to stumble up the stairs right to bed. I like that. I like that. Mix in the water, get ready for Vegas and uh, you'll be fine uh, quickly. Uh, I mean, hypothetically, Tyler, if someone were to, you know, logged into betway.com and been 19 and older and done so responsibly, uh, you could have won a nice little chunk of change if you had put uh, Dylan Holloway for a goal scorer. Hey. Yeah. I mean, hypothetically, if someone on this show just had an extra fiver laying around in their Betway account and threw that on Dylan Holloway, they would have gotten a cool 145 back into that account as well. Not saying I did it. Just saying someone on this call did it. Uh, but also, yeah, it was a good night for me on Betway. Nailed the Oilers on the puck line at minus 110. I missed on the Zach Hyman shot prop, but I like on Betway. They're one of the only books I know that does this for full transparency. You can bet on team shots on goal. So I had the Oilers over 37 and a half shots on goal. That thing was crushed by the end of the second period, more or less, Connor. So the shots on goal hit. My guy, Dylan Holloway, came through. AJHL boy, you know I got to give him a shout out. And the Oilers hit that 38 plus shots on net. Life's good. Yeah, I mean, take the over. A lot of things 
Please hit if you took point prop bets at betway.com, 19 plus. Do so responsibly. Uh, yeah, I was keeping track of the shots. Uh, in the first period, it was 17, eight Oilers led, second period, 29. Like they, the ice was tilted tonight, and they did great work in that one. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to keep on looking here at YouTube. Uh, a lot of people did not know about San Jose, which, uh, yeah, now you know. Be careful. You don't want to fly into San Jose, and it is a long drive from LA. So you're not going to make that bus ride. Uh, we've got uh, Rusty the Reckless Optimus in here shout out i know you tune in all the time a lot of people here and uh you know what genesis and joey both saying Vinny was a beast looked good in his first game yep i mean it, it's a cool story right 26 years old a seventh round pick a long time ago finally makes his debut uh they talked to darnell nurse before the game and he talked about how like you know he's a year older played a ton of games but cool to see a guy like that get his start get his family there I know we touched on how he played tonight, but going forward, I mean, Tyler, do you have reasons to be optimistic about Dayarnay and what he can do with this team? Or do you think it's just right now everyone's feeling good and we're hyping him up because of uh, what just happened on the ice? Yeah, I, I think we're feeling good right now. I mean, let's be real. This guy's a sixth round pick. If you think he's just going to jump right into the NHL and just pedal to the floor, be a regular for the rest of his career, it's not going to happen. And the other thing is the right side of this Oilers blue line is largely set with CeCe, Barry, and Bouchard. You're not taking any of those guys out of the lineup. Um, if, if Vinny DeHarnay played the left side, I mean, he kind of does. His name's Marcus Niemelainen. But if Vinny yeah. Dariharnay played the left side, I'd sit here and be like, hey, there's more of a path for this guy to get a regular spot in the lineup for the rest of the season. But it's been one game. It's against the Anaheim Ducks. I loved what I saw. I called it a building block. And it's exactly that. It is the first building block of what could maybe be a nice career for Vinny Dariharnay. But I think we got to pump the brakes on sitting here being like, ah, here we go. 11-7 and seven the rest of the year. It's Oilers Nation After Dark. I'm Connor Halley. Tyler Yamchuk alongside with us tonight, uh, the host of Oilers Nation Every Day Noon. Are, are you going to be doing shows tomorrow and Friday? Are you going to go live from Vegas? Oh, yeah. We are going live from Vegas. We have a special show logo when we go live from Vegas as well. We got our guy, producer Aaron, a whole bunch of uh, nation folk going down there as well. So, yeah, we'll be doing that live from Vegas. We got Oilers Nation Every Day on Friday and Saturday. We have Oilers Nation Radio coming lot or coming to you on Friday. We got a special Nation Real Life drop in tomorrow night as soon as we land in Vegas as well. So a ton of content while we're down there in Vegas. It's going to be a good time. Okay, uh, we got to talk about Clean Cost and two goals tonight. Uh, nice to see him jumping in there defending his teammates. Uh, I've seen Klimbo Slice, Clem Shady, uh, mm -hmm. the Clem Reaper. There's lots of nicknames going around there. First, what's your favorite nickname? And uh, what do you think about this guy, number 21 for the Oilers? I, I like Klim Shady. Uh, that was the OG one. Bag Milk came up with that like the day the Oilers acquired him, and I love it. Uh, so Klim Shady's my favorite. You also got like Klim the Dream, too. I mean, yeah, you can basically yeah. give him any sort of a nickname. I think the Oilers Twitter account today called him just Klim K, as in like a Kim K, Kim Kardashian reference as well. <laughs> the nicknames with this guy are absolutely endless, and I love him. This is exactly like if the Oilers could clone him and fill their bottom sixes with Klim Costins, you would do it. He's big. He can score. He's got hands. He's not afraid to stand up for his teammates. He plays physical. Everything. Like, think of every box you want a bottom six winger to check. Klim Costin checks every single one of them. And he's just so damn likable. The quotes from the media, him hugging guys in practice, like everything about Klim Costin is just, it's perfect. And 
Give him an eight-year extension, Connor. I'm saying pump the brakes on Vinny DeHarnay. I'm all gas, <laughs> no brakes when it comes to Clem Costin. Uh, JJB Music on YouTube. It's 3.30 a.m. here. Always nice way up to a win. Glad Vince had a good debut. Yeah, 3.30 a.m. That must be like Halifax, Nova Scotia, even further. Uh, <laughs> thanks those, for those tuning like in. Three or three and a half in front of us. So yeah, about that. Yeah. That's awesome. We appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh, 130 people on the YouTube chat. So I expect 130 likes on this mm-hmm. video here. Tyler, I, I always tell people to do that and I never know exactly what it means, but I think it's a good sign of just popularity, right? We want to boost those likes. It's all about tricking the algorithm, Connor. That's, that's mm. the company motto. Trick the algorithm. Well, you know what? Uh, let's trick it, Oilers Nation. Uh, maybe how, about, just- uh, how about Pateri in the chat? She's an Oilers Nation every day, or they're an Oilers Nation every day listener, and uh, all the way from Finland. So you got some international flair in here. That's awesome. I think we had the Bahamas last game. I mean, mm-hmm. people all over the place. We had an LA fan. I don't see any Ducks fans. They're probably not going to be coming in here after that game, but you know, that's uh, that, that does make sense. On Facebook, Craig says, wow, pump the brakes. They just beat the Ducks. That's no challenge. Yeah, I mean, it is the Ducks, and they're not a very good NHL team, but I mean, the way the Oilers have played and the way the Oilers lost them the last time these two teams met, to let Oilers fans be happy. That's what I say. Let them be happy. Enjoy this one. Uh, It's one of those nights where there was no real nerves. Uh, Liam didn't have any bananas. It was an easy game for the Oilers, and uh, they did exactly what they had to do. Michael says, let's start planning the parade route. Uh, Your M. Chuck, uh, white average Asperath. No, I've I've been a big proponent of you go right down River Valley Road. You have the fans oh. on either side there, the high level bridge in the background. Oh, that that's my parade road. Um, but really, like, okay, you want we want to joke about the opponent, and we have done that for the most part. Yeah, like it was Anaheim, and they needed to beat the hell out of them. It's not like they just won this game one nothing. They beat the hell out of the Anaheim Ducks, and it felt like a must win. Well, guess what? Every game going forward for the Oilers is a must win. The other day on the show, we outlined the pace they need to play at down the stretch to match what they did last season and get to that 104 point mark. Okay, well, you need to beat up on all the bad teams and you need to beat a bunch of good teams as well. So there's 39 games to go in the season. You need to win probably 27, 28 of them. So that means every game going forward needs to be treated as a must win. So yeah, should Oilers fans be fired up about this victory over the Ducks? Yes, because it's one in the win column and it's one less you need to worry about down the stretch. Uh, your Emchuk, after two periods, I just quickly jotted down time on ice. I just wanted to see how uh, Jay Woodcroft would handle the superstars. And, you know, after two periods, Dry settled at 1342. He finishes with 16 minutes. So he didn't play much in the third period. Connor McDavid finishes with 1531. He was at 1241. So he only played three minutes in that third period, if my math is correct. And Darnell Nurse was at 17 minutes. He still finishes with 23. So, uh, you know, he's going to get utilized no matter what. But it's always a win when the Oilers can go up by multiple goals and let their two superstars have a little less time. And not only that, let the younger guys, let the other guys play a little bit more and try to gain some confidence out there. Like Ryan McLeod played 20 minutes tonight. uh, A nice byproduct of these types of games. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, Again, you just look at the time on ice and the fact that at five on five, no one had to hit the 20 point, the 20 minute mark. And you're right. These games. Yeah, resting the stars. Sometimes I think the whole resting the stars thing is a little bit like overblown because these guys are machines. I don't think they ever really get tired. There's so many times where you see McDavid on the ice and he's more or less resting while he's on the ice. But I do think the big thing is the second part of your comment, and that's giving some guys that are lower in the lineup a chance to play some minutes, get some puck touches in, get their legs going a little bit and gain some confidence because 
Remember when Woodcroft took over last year and a lot of those guys in the bottom six talked about, sorry, I just saw the comment from bag milk and it totally distracted me. But a lot of guys in the bottom six, like Derek Ryan and company said, you know, it feels good to have a role. It feels good to know what we're supposed to be doing out there. And I think games like this give everyone a chance to, you know, feel like they're playing an important role. This was a 6-2 game where it wasn't McDavid and Dreisaitl scoring five points a pop and that was it. This was a game where it was depth pieces, guys who maybe haven't been involved in the offense all year, all finding ways to chip in. We got someone from South Korea. 3 That's p.m. Unreal. there, James. Yeah, so big big thanks to tuning in. James for tuning in there and people who, uh, you know, hop in on Edmonton. Uh, is he telling you to pop that tarp off here, I'm Chuck? Is that coming from Bag Milk? Yeah, Bag Milk wants me to be shirtless. This goes back to one of the first beat casts I joined, where I just joined it from bed after an Oilers game. And you couldn't see me, but I was indeed not wearing a shirt. Uh, my rule, though, if the studio lights are on, the shirt stays on as well. So sorry, BM. All right. You're in the sports closet studio. Is that in your basement? Yeah, it's literally just in my basement. Someone was asking me about hmm. that. But Connor, the sports closet studio. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. It can't be defined as one physical space. It's more of a mental state of mind. It's wherever I am, wherever Oilers Nation every day is, the Sports Closet Studio comes with us. I like that. I like that. You take it with you. That's, yeah. I mean, you know, sports closet. Shout out to them too. I'm, I'm assuming they hooked you up with a couple of those sweaters behind you. So shout out. Yeah. And someone in the chat was saying, I think it was my guy, Tyler Mulek, who said he might, uh, he might have to go pick up a Klim Costin jersey. So maybe the sports closet will have to get a few of those in stock for us as well. But yes, the sports closet studio, specifically just this flag is going to be coming down to Vegas with me. Don't worry. I like it. Hey, favorite 21 on the Oilers in history. I mean, is, is there Smith? another option? Is there another option? I mean, I liked Igor Kravchuk back in the day. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, or Kravchuk. If you want a good chuckle, go to our friend Kennedy's Trash on Twitter. Um, that's our graphic designer. She has a great clean cost and edit up from today with like the 21. Can you do something for me? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, people asking if we get a hundred likes, would you take your shirt off? 
Honestly, that's probably way too low considering we're at 75 already. Ski Bum says if the Oilers win the cup, Tyler should do some boudoir shots. That one, if the Oilers win it, you you could probably talk me into it. I'd be flying so high. The worst bet I made all year is I said on Oilers Nation every day, like the second episode of the show, I was shit talking the Boston Bruins. And I said, if they win the division, I'll eat cat food live on the stream. Connor, I'm worried. They look really good. You might you might be eating cat food, I know. but I, there's lots of different flavors. Maybe you find a good one. Um, keep those messages coming in on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Michael says, let the Oilers fans eat cake too. 100%, man. Be happy. Let, let, let Oilers Nation enjoy this one. Just be happy. Um, he has to play RV tonight and the last few games. We've seen him play a little bit more physical. Uh, what have you made of his play as of late for the Oilers? Uh, I mean, he's had his critics. He's got his supporters. But I, I like seeing him throw the weight around a little bit. There, I mean, I talked about the boxes, clean cost and checks in the bottom six. There's no reason why Yesa Pugliarvi can't check all those same boxes that clean cost and checks, right? Like he's big. He's got skill. He should be able to score more than he is. He should be able to mix it up physically. And he has been laying the body a lot this season to his credit. So yeah, I think, you know, yes, a may be finding his role as a bottom six winger that could be happening right now. And the, the thing I'll add on that, we saw him start to take these strides earlier in the season and they elevated him right back up the lineup, played him with McDavid. And it just felt like his confidence absolutely fell apart. And I think, I think they just got to keep him in the bottom six, Connor. I just think you don't want to risk anything. Just let him develop and flourish in this role. Put your players in positions to succeed. Pugliarvi in the bottom six can succeed. Keep him there. Yeah, yeah, Tyler. I'm not going to disagree with you with that one. I mean, we've seen him in the top six. Hasn't been great, but in the bottom six, it looks like it's panning out. Uh, man, a lot of people are really curious about your cat food, wet or dry. I see, and I just, I can't. I don't even want to think about it right now, man. Like I had a cat for a long time growing up. I've smelt a lot of cat food. I don't want to ingest cat food. Although I think bag milk told me there's like some law in Canada that you can't sell food for animals unless it's also like 100% safe for human consumption. So I might be okay. Like it might not be that terrible. Do they not advertise like made with real chicken now? Like I think that's a selling point. So a lot of people are saying that I need to bust out the Oilers, the official Oilers Nation romper for the trip to Vegas. Um, and it is, I would have forgot it if people didn't remind me. It's in the closet next to me. So I'll make sure I grab that before I leave tomorrow. Oh, buddy, there's going to be a point when you're in Vegas and you're going to be like, that romper is a good idea. And you're just going to have to go with it. I know it's, it's going to get busted out at some point. I'm aware of that. <laughs> uh, lots of messages coming in here on uh, the YouTube chat. Hit the like button. What are we at? 75, Tyler, you say? 79 now. Uh, 79. According to what I got. Yeah, mine still says four, so I'm on my phone. I, we'll, we'll trust your numbers because uh, you'll be a little bit closer. And Michael says, I like the new angrier shoot first version of Pugliarvi. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steven also says he doesn't like playing there, though, referring to Pugliarvi in the bottom six. Well, you know, play your way out of that spot. That'd be my response to him. You don't always get what you want. Uh, playing in the NHL is not going to be fair. I think you're way off. I think the commenter's way off with that. I actually think Pugliarvi prefers to be on his own line. I, I just think watching him and his body language, the way he handles the puck when he's with either 97 or 29, 
He doesn't respond well in those spots. I see him in the bottom six. He's shoot first. He's physical. He's way more confident with the puck on his stick. I I think that side of him is more comfortable. I think the bottom six Pugliarvi, he's not as petrified of making a mistake as he is when he's up in the top six. So I'm going to disagree with that. I actually think Pugliarvi likes being in on that third line role and being a chance to kind of drive a line. Uh, Ty, in this game, one thing we should mention, uh, Leon Dreisaitl climbing up the record books for the Oilers in terms of power play goals. He passes Yari Curry with 108 now. He trails Wayne Gretzky, Ryan Smith, and Glenn Anderson, 125, 126, 126, and he's at 108. So uh, how long before Leon Dreisaitl becomes the Oilers' all-time power play goal scorer? So sorry, how many back of first is he again? I missed that. So he's 108, and uh, first is 126, Ryan Smith and Glenn Anderson. So 18 back. End of next season, he's got to have that, right? Like I, That feels like almost a really safe assumption to make, is that by the end of next year, he's going to have that. Like, How many does he have this season so far, I wonder? I mean, we can look I'm, it up. I know I'm going to find it right now. I'm cruising through. Uh, I'm cruising through NHL.com. Leon Drysaddle so far this season. I'm O'Connor. He's got 15 goals on the power play in 41 games. So this year alone, he might pop home another 15, or even if he scores 10 by the end of next season, he's going to have that record easily. That's ridiculous. Uh, Connor McDavid, 39 power play points this year. Uh, he also has now he's at 14 power play goals this year. I mean, and you got to be feeling confident when you tried that little deflection through the legs. I, I, it feels like you're feeling it to make that one go. I mean, not too many guys try that, uh, but yeah, really good to see. Also like to Evan Bouchard on that play, like, you know, having a little bit of patience after the faceoff win, Leon Drysaddle does his thing, goes to the net, but Evan Bouchard's patience kind of skates around a little bit, waits for something to open up. Doesn't just stay still where there's nothing there. Uh, good to see that from Evan Bouchard today. Yeah, Tyler, overall, this this has been like the most positive post-game show we've had here because uh, we've had a couple losses. People are fired up, but, you know, for the most part tonight, everyone's in a pretty good mood. I, I like to see this. Let's hope there's more of it. So, yeah, the Oilers record since launching this post-game show would now be 2-2-1 two, two, and because we started it at the beginning of the month. So hopefully the Oilers can improve to 3-2-1 two, and one against San Jose. Uh, let me throw this one your way. Who had the nicest goal tonight for the Edmonton Oilers? Was it dry saddle through the legs or was it McDavid with the spinning backhand? I got to go with McDavid with the spinning backhand. Uh, you know, putting that move on Trevor Zegers, a guy who's known for the highlight reel goals. Uh, also kind of like Trevor Zegers uh, getting a little chippy there at the end. Gave Matias a Janmark a, a bit of a shot. Love the Oilers' response to that as well. But I think I got it with Connor McDavid. Just throwing the brakes on spin, a backhand. Pretty beautiful. How about you? And that like that McDavid one is unbelievable, but sometimes I feel like we're almost numb to the Connor McDavid thing. Like that goal was great. He almost did the exact same thing like two other times in that hockey game. That dry cycle one, like when you watch it on the replay and it's in slow motion, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Watch it in real time and to have the dexterity and the presence of mind to like see a shot coming in that's coming in with some pace on it and be like, you know what I can do here? Kick my front foot up drop my stick back and just place it right into the net. I think, I think my vote might go for the dry side of one. I'm i uh, I'm curious to see what the chat says. And honestly, so far on YouTube, Owen said McDavid all the way. Dwayne said McDavid Genesis said dry sidle for sure. Lance said the McDavid backhand was sick. Tyler just said they're both unreal, which is true, <laughs> but we're trying to create a debate here. Tyler, come on. 
Yeah, get off the fence, Tyler. Choose a side. Uh, Liam, Zegras sucks. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I shouldn't have praised him. Oilers Nation, my bad. Uh, Drys was a beauty. Claim greater than Zegras. Uh, Tyler, I also agree with Steven. It's it's funny, though, like you mentioned that. We we get sometimes kind of numb to what Connor McDavid does, just his brilliance. I remember doing post-game shows with uh, Dean Millard back in the day, and we'd be like, are we ever going to get kind of numb to this? It's like he just does it. Every single game, he finds ways to wow you. And, you know, I think it was Pete Blackburn once. There's a highlight reel goal, and he's like, is it bad that I said that's it? Because he's just got that bar set so high. I mean, the guy's just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Connor, you're obviously a little bit older than me. That means you watched a lot more bad and boring Oilers hockey than I have in my life. We can't like bag milk and I are big proponents of this. We say it like at least monthly on Oilers nation radio. you got to bring it up when he does stuff like this. You can't just sit there and go ho-hum another one for Connor McDavid because he's not going to be here forever folks. And that's not me saying he's going to get traded. That's just me saying, you know, we're already in year eight of his career and don't, don't let it go numb on you to appreciate the greatness. Yeah, Tyler, you're right. I, I've done a lot of bad post-game shows with really bad hockey teams, and it was almost unbearable. Or you just did the exact same thing. Uh, we kind of joked, you know, you, you could pre-tape it. You could just run the exact same one because you'd call it the same old guys night in, night out. Do not uh, take this for granted. This team is so much fun to watch with McDavid and Drysaddle. Even on the bad nights, I'm sure all our listeners, viewers know, like it, it could be a lot worse. Uh, why don't we bring in producer Aaron here? I think he I has want to like call the this, Vegas strip as his background. Yeah. <laughs> I want to call this three guys in snapbacks. We're all just hanging out, bros, talking hockey. It's good to see. Just guys <laughs> being dudes. <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, overall, I mean, how are you feeling here? You've had your eye on the chat throughout this whole thing. Uh, we're still at over 100 people watching on YouTube again. Big thank you. Hammer the like. But this this has to be one of the most upbeat shows right before you guys head off to Vegas. Man, the positivity today from start to finish, it started with Tyler flipping the coin on the start of Oilers Nation every day today, Mm -hmm. and we've just been riding ever since. I even echoed Jay's bet of, wait, I think he wanted to go minus three and a half. I only had the balls to do minus two and a half, (laughs) but rode with that. It was a great game. I know it's the Ducks, so I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but a win's a win, ladies and gentlemen, and I will gladly take that one. I want to ask both of you guys, and I, I don't know, someone just wrote this on the YouTube here. What's your opinion on HF boards, HF oil, and the overall attitude towards the team? Do you guys follow that at all? Because, I mean, I think I was called an idiot a bunch of times back in the day, and I haven't gone back. So I don't even remember the last time I visited any of those websites. <laughs> so we can say, yeah, yeah. stick to Oilers yeah, Nation. That's where, the, that's where the good stuff comes from. Um, yeah, a lot of people here are saying he breaks it next year and uh, talking about Leon Drysaddle with his yeah. uh, pursuit of the power play goal marker. I mean, anytime you're going to pass Gretzky on a, on a record, uh, pretty impressive. Glenn Anderson, Ryan Smith as well. Crazy Smitty's up there. Awesome to see that one. But um, yeah, uh, Aaron, going into this next game, are you making any changes to the lineup here? No, I'm letting that ride. I mean, hopefully a page was turned. And I mean, San Jose, another matchup that I think we should do well with and I'd let it ride again. All the lines seem to go. I like Holloway up top. I mean, it only took literally half the season, but we are here, ladies and gentlemen, that did look awesome. Connor didn't even look, I didn't even see him look to see him out front there. 
he's a goal scorer and he's shown it now with his last two goals. That man can rip the puck. Oh yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Snapbacks after dark. I I feel Aaron, you've, you've had the snapback every night. I think I've thrown it on a couple of times. Tyler, you pull it off. Uh, snapbacks after dark could be the, the alternative title. It's yeah, too late. Well, here you Aaron. I said, it's too late for me to do my, keep my hair up looking this good this late at night. I can't wear hats forward because my ears look too big. So I got to go backwards. Can you, That's would you right. do it? For, you can take if, your shirt off instead. Yeah, I can take my shirt <laughs> off. It just comes about the brim pushes the ears out a little bit for me. And then it's just, I'm totally shot. Like, And also my lighting is a little bit too high. So then if you wear it forward, you have the problem of the shadow under my eyes. I don't like that at all. It's not good for the camera. The backwards hat is the way to go. I'm way too lazy to do my hair every day. Nah, well, I mean, I wear hats to cover the male pattern baldness coming up in my life. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are at least doing it. You know, <laughs> reasons, uh, Christopher on Facebook. Good job, Edmonton Oilers. Hey, good job, yeah. Edmonton Oilers. You There's know what? Positivity. Nice and simple. I like that comment. <laughs> uh, what Steven about this says, one? <laughs> <laughs> damn you're damn right christopher nailed christopher it keeps christopher, you nailing need to swing it. by more often yeah yeah that's what we need how about steven imagine if they lost now they didn't lose but i mean gregor and i were talking about it uh my other job is working with gregor on tsn 1260 and we're like if they lose tonight we are opening up the phone lines and we're letting people go because it's gonna be madness It'll be bad if they lose to San Jose, too, to be fair. Like, this was only part one of the scheduled win gauntlet the Oilers are kind of running through right now. Like, you need to go beat San Jose 6-2 to two now. That is step two of this whole thing. 100%. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, if you if you win this one and now you lose on Thursday, a uh, pretty quick drop-off, that would be very disappointing. And, you know, Oilers Nation after dark would be wild. And uh, you guys will be in Vegas. I'll be doing that by myself. So, well, I think I've got Zach laying alongside with me. So thank, thank God he'll be there for me, but uh, we'll see how it goes. It probably won't be as technical without Aaron. Um, McJesus says, I'm so happy Aaron got an actual good mic, man. It was one show. People don't forget, but uh, yeah. Another person here. uh, (laughs) Oh, and if we lose against San Jose, I'm going to freak out hundred percent. And some people saying you guys have fun and be safe. Uh, What, Away from hockey, what are you guys most looking forward to on this nation vacation? And I mean, you know, for the people that missed out, the next time, like, what's the biggest selling feature on these trips? Ooh, ah, man. I mean, it, there's a lot to look forward to. You know me, I'm an absolute degenerate. So the gambling in mm-hmm. Vegas is great. Last time we went to Vegas, though, we did a night out on Fremont Street, and there was this band playing live on the street, and our guy Jay. <laughs> was busting out some wild moves. It was unbelievable. And we were all pretty lit up at that point as well. And then we got a stretch Hummer back to the strip. It was great. Uh, But those are the kind of memories you only get to make if you come on a nation vacation. So the game's going to be awesome. We also had a high five line outside T-Mobile Arena. Last time we were down there, this was pre-pandemic. And we were just standing there for like an hour and a half for the game. Just high five and every Oilers fan that came by. And it was absolutely unbelievable. So. Connor, what I'll add to this, because our friends AMA Travel, they're the ones that help us put all of this on. We could not do it without AMA Travel. We got another one, March 10th to 12th. We are going to Toronto, heading to the 6th. And this is like a bougie, high-class version of the Nation Vacation. You can head to nationgear.ca for uh, for more information on that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I'm. It's my first nation vacation, so I'm very happy uh, to get this going. I've only been here working at Oilers Nation for a couple months, and I'm already going on a work trip to Vegas, so <laughs> no complaints there. But I think I'm most excited to hang out with the nation citizens and just kind of shoot the shit with everybody and see them all come along and have a great time. But besides that, the part I overlooked is that it's Wild Card Weekend in the NFL this whole weekend when we're in Vegas. So I'm definitely going to have to make a couple tickets, get in the old sports books Sunday, plot my plot my butt down there, and uh, hopefully come out a much richer man than when I arrived. <laughs> Frank, you told me how much you're taking. I was like, yeah, you'll make more money down there. You'll be good. Uh, you're Shuck. I know we're Oilers Nation after dark here, but, uh, I mean, geez, the Bills are going to run right through Miami. The, the Finns have no chance in this one. Yeah, I mean, Skylar Thompson is the quarterback. There's no way. Connor, let's quickly do this because we're both big NFL guys. And I think, Aaron, you're a pretty big NFL guy too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's rattle through it. I'm going to take, I, I think the Niners blow out the Seahawks. I'm going to take your Chargers, Connor. I think two and a half is too small of a spread there. I don't like Trevor Lawrence in his first playoff game. I'm going Niners, Chargers, Bills against the spread. Give me the Giants to cover on the road. Give me the Ravens to cover. I think that one could be sneaky too. And then Cowboys Bucks, I'm torn on that one, but I I think the Cowboys kind of slay the dragon in that one. Who do you like, Connor? We're talking spread or just money line here? Uh, I ah, mean, whichever. I, I I like the Niners to get it done at home, even with Brock Purdy. I think that uh, Kyle Shanahan also deserves some love for Coach of the Year for what he's been able to do. Um, I mean. Uh, I got to go with the Chargers. I got to take my team. Uh, Bills, you know, minus 13. I'll take that. I, I think they're going to be so motivated. And if DeMar Hamlin is at that game, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. It's going to be quite the scene. I'll take the Vikings to win at home. Um, they're so inconsistent. I'll take the Bengals. And then, uh, you know, Tom Brady has never lost the Cowboys. 7-0 and in his career. So, I'll say that changes. I'll say Michael Parsons gets in his face and uh, forces some bad throws and the Cowboys get it done. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, I'll rattle them off quickly here, but obviously it's the Niners. I think that one's going to be a blowout. And I'm sorry, Connor, as much as I would like to pick the Chargers, I can't trust Brandon Staley. I don't know what that guy's going to do anytime, anywhere. So I'm going to ride with Trevor Lawrence. We're going to go, obviously, the Bills. If DeMar Hamlin's in the house, they're going to run three back off the kickoff. So <laughs> that place will explode. Um, as much as everybody calls Kirk a fraud, the Vikings, I think will come out with the W it's Joe Brr, and the a game against the Ravens. I think he's going to kill it. And then I do think the Cowboys are frauds. And as much as I'm not a Bucks fan, but I'm a diehard Pats fan. So I still have my love for Tom. You don't make money in this business betting against Tom Brady. You just don't. Good point. <laughs> I can't talk about it. Mike Evans killed me this year in fantasy oh. goes off when the game doesn't matter. And yeah. uh, so for that reason, I will bet against Tom Brady, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> where's he going to end up next year? It's crazy. Uh, Aaron, your, your Pats just missed out on the playoff picture this year. Sorry about that. Yeah. Shouts, shouts out to, uh, to the Buffalo bills for doing that one. Yeah. I was pretty down in the dumps on Sunday. You talk about Sunday blues. That was, yeah. that was pretty bad. <laughs> Couldn't let him have it. Uh, all right. Uh, one thing we like to do your M check here before we wrap up. And I don't know. I mean, if, if you want to keep going, we can, but I, I know you got things to do. Uh, you guys got to be up early for your things, but uh prediction for the next game 
Friday night, taking on the San Jose Sharks. It's an 8.30 Mountain Time puck drop. Yeah, let's see. I'm going to take a peek at what the Sharks have uh, have been doing as of late here. So they just lost 4-3 to the Kings. They beat the Coyotes 4-2, lost 4-2 to the Bruins, lost 5-4 to the Ducks, and then beat the Hawks 5-2. The point I'm kind of getting at here is it has been a hot minute since the San Jose Sharks beat a good hockey team. you got to go back before Christmas, before they beat a team that wasn't a cellar dweller or a fellow cellar dweller. So I'm going to say the Oilers roll the Sharks. The vibes will be good in Vegas. Edmonton wins 5-2. What do you think, yeah, Aaron? I was, was going to go something very similar. Huh? I'm going to go with the old 5-3, take the puck line victory. And the vibes are going to be immaculate this week. West Coast roadie. And if you're in Las Vegas, Nevada, where are we watching again on Friday, Tyler? I already forgot. Tom's Watch Bar in the New York, New York. There it is. Man. I am envious of you guys. I'll take the Oilers to win, uh, let's say, 6-3 with an empty netter. You guys will have a lot of fun. Uh, Tyler might be in the romper. He might buy a round of drinks, you know, seeing how things go. But uh, see if he, he can have the big win here. I think we're going to see it. Oh. oh. Don't, want, don't want to forget that bad boy for the trip. Got to pack it. Yeah, oh you definitely. God, I hope I see that. <laughs> definitely don't want to fit, miss that one. Yeah, and if you're going meet up with you guys, I'm, I'm sure you'll be recognizable uh, walking around the strip. We got a lot of people coming in here. Uh, Peter says four one oil. Tyler's got four one oil. Lance says three one oil. The Genesis UG ten thirty start. Hey man, that's awful. That sucks. But Genesis also says six two Oilers. Uh, Owen five two Oilers. And uh, Rusty the Reckless Optimist, 8 nothing Oilers against the Sharks. Chris says 4 nothing. QF Pro, 4 nothing. Man, uh, Oilers are going to lose like 5-1 now, aren't they? Oilers Nation's too too cocky here. Oh, no, no. Don't put that out there, Connor. Come on now. If they, uh, if they do lose, come back to Oilers Nation after dark and let me know on Friday. All right, guys. Uh, why don't we wrap it up? Uh, have fun in Vegas. Be responsible, but have a good time and uh, win some money, hey? Oh, we'll do our best, big man. Yep, will do. <laughs> All right. And if you want to, you know, win some money and not go to Vegas, use betway.com. You can do so. Have some fun there. 19 plus. Do so responsibly. Also, one big thank you to uh, Cornerstone Insurance. Check them out at cornerstoneins.ca. They are the sponsor of the good, the bad, the oily. We'll be back on Friday, probably around 1140, 1110. I don't know the exact time. Zach Lang and myself. And if you're in Vegas, go hang out with or the Oilers Nation crew. It's going to be an awesome time thanks for tuning in tonight guys we'll talk to you on friday